Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The conference is now in silent mode. Or is being. You are now joining the call. You are unmuted. Hello? Hello? Gosh damn lovely. Where the hell is everybody? Hello? Hello? board that monitors the 17 federal agencies. So I guess that what they are is the, the uh, investigative uh, board that oversees these agencies. But this gentleman right here, I think is going to be, um, he's going to be the director of national intelligence, but he used to be the director of the NSA. 
Brianna, like, uh, is there any way you can change the setting of your phone? Earlier today when you were talking, you were talking extremely clear, and now it's kind of muffled up. Oh, I don't um It's still, no, the interference is pretty bad. Uh, let me check the... Let me check the volume. Is it clearer now? I'm turning the volume down. Can you hear me? I hear you, but it's not like... Um, yeah, I know. So, well, you, you, have, you have some... You have some but anyway, so I was wondering if you think the uh, this guy is... Um, how would you approach somebody like this, um, Corey? Another well, one, I would... What, what would you formulate as far as the presentation? Uh, how would you get to this guy? Okay, because, you know, a lot of people, in my opinion, in, in an issue like this that are, you know, they're traumatized, number one, and they don't have any political background, number two. They don't. They just don't know anything about They just think, oh, we can go in or we can put pressure on Congress or the Senate and, um, and make them investigate this when they were the ones that passed this, these laws to allow these companies to outfit these people to do this. <laughs> well, if you were going to if you were going to um talk to anybody, I would give somebody that you were suspicious of or didn't necessarily trust. I would come up with an alternative story that doesn't talk about first person. And then you can see you can see their attitude already based on that. And the longer you talk to them, you give these test kind of test uh, conversations to somebody, and you see the reception of, of you know you see their mindset. Like another, you could even take an opposing side with somebody and go, you know, there sure is a lot of mentally ill people around, and uh, how are we going to get these characters off the street? I mean, if the guy's like, yeah, we're already doing something, but we're going to, you know, I mean, you can, if you want to test out uh, anybody, you can you see no sympathy. That's it's very clear. No sympathy for something and and harsh you know, or when they talk in terms of sympathy but it's harsh results. Like in other words, you know, you notice now that the homeless are off some of the they're not oh wait, we gotta do something about this thing. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna call back in. How about that? Are you gonna, can you mute everybody? I don't like to do that. Um, let's see. I'm going to have to pick out certain people. Too bad. Okay. The thing That's is... Better. So anyway, how would you approach this guy? Okay, yeah. So I would... I would give a test. It ain't that gone. Oh, God. I'm going to have to do this for a couple of minutes and see if it. Okay. Basically, if you give a. If you give a. Uh, 
a test kind of conversation to somebody where you're seeing not exactly what they're saying, but what the result is going to be like. In other words, I know that they had a commitment to clean up downtown areas to get homeless off the street. And I wanted them off the street because not because, um, you know, I'm not sympathetic to the homeless, but because I don't want to walk by and they don't take a shower for three weeks and I have to smell them and they, you know, hogging up. Some of them are early. No, listen, listen. They're really doing some terrible things like they're taking benches over and like taking like mounds and mounds of stuff and stacking it all over the place. So they're dominating a whole area that's really not theirs to dominate. Okay, but I'm not, not, if it was my government, I wouldn't strong arm them. In other words, I wouldn't go up grabbing them, yelling at them, hurting them. In any way, you know, in any way, I don't think they should be strong armed. Um, they could be led nicely and treated nicely, but uh, they have to, they can't just uh, be allowed to, you know, I, they decide to sleep in the middle of the street, so that means the whole traffic has to stop, or they have to sleep in on a park, you know, on a bus stop, so that means nobody else can sit on the bus stop or wait in the bus. No, that has to stop. But they well, don't I, have to force drug them. They don't have to force anything them other than to make them, you know, they're too strong. And what I'm trying to say is you have to ask these people what's their exact plan. But a lot of people talk in opposites. That's the number one problem. They talk, They don't talk straight up. They talk that they're caring about the blacks, they're caring about the homeless, they're caring about the Mexicans, they're caring about the Muslims, they're caring, They're always talking about groups and groups and groups, and what they really want to do is kill everybody. So, you know, it's hard to figure out what they're, say, what they're saying matches what they're going to do. Anyway, I was, I, was, I was wondering how you were going to, how would you get to that guy that I mentioned to you? That was the question. Forgot? Well, I don't think he's going to answer his phone. I mean, nobody's going to, most of them uh, don't answer their phone. I don't think Alex Jones doesn't even answer his phone. Who You can't call almost anybody that you want to, the Oath Keepers, they don't answer their phone. So who who can you call directly without, a, a voicemail is meaningless. If you're in an emergency situation, you want to talk to the DNI top of the line guy, he, he you know, he has to have a situation where, you know, you call and they answer and they respond. Right. In other words, he's, he's got a protege or a secretary before you. they would tell you to write a letter or leave a yeah. message. And, and it would have to have something to do with his specific, um, you know, he's, he's, he's the oversight guy. So he deals with all the upper ends and directs them around and monitors them of the protocol of, of the administration and follows up. And he's, he's the one who controls the budget, writes the checks. And all those agencies, by the way, are unauditable. So, you know, whatever they have on their agenda, whatever they get.
Oregon. Are you there? I just want to make it clear to all the callers that they're not on the sideline and they're being invited to talk, you know, amongst us and they're not getting to talk. It's only because we don't know they want to talk and we don't know how to get you to get involved. But don't feel like you there's nowhere to break into this conversation. Corey? Yeah. California is asking to be unmuted. I think that's Ant Farm, though. Okay. All right. I mean, I'll give them a second try, but... Night, um, night. Who's that? Okay. Texas, you, you... Are you being able to... Oh, she's gone. You are unmuted. Hey, Corey. Yeah. So what I did was is I, I looked at the committee, and I looked at the committee members, the oversight committee that oversights the 17 federal agencies, and I happen to know one of the, uh, one of the members. And... Um, not personally, but, you know, I've seen it at a few functions, whatever. And I really like them. And um, uh, I like their point of views of what, how they write their articles and what they want to do and this and that. So, you know, I planted a, a seed a while ago. So, you know, it takes things like that, you know. Um, I don't know if I would ever come out and say anything directly like, hey, uh, <laughs> what do you think about the, uh, you know, these people, these people cooking everybody with uh, with uh, microwaves and uh, radio frequencies. You know, there's there's a few thousand of them, and they're they're getting cooked 24 hours a day. Uh, anybody for a marshmallow roast? I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything like that, but uh, you know, you could probably chew the fat. Maybe it would come up. Maybe they could come up. Maybe they would ask you directly, like, what what is, uh, what are the issues that are facing you? A real professional would, a real politician would say that. But when you look at them in the eye, you look at them straight in the eye, there is a sense of, you know, there you can squeeze you like a little bug. You can tell when somebody looks at you like that. Like, um, you know, they pretend to be nice and everything. But, but you know, and, and they're going to give you the opposite um they're going to give you the opposite um, viewpoint on things. Um, well, let's ask let's ask Sky uh, what she thinks. Hey, okay, then the call got noisy again. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, no, I I got off for a while. Are you on the topic or something? No, I don't know about anybody uh, else. I want to bring up I'm sick of on, this Korean. Uh, Ask kisser. You want to hear a question first and then bring up your own topic? Oh, uh, I want to choke his talk squatty ass. Yeah, I want to take all 158 okay, um, pounds of his squatty ass and toss him into the goddamn lake. And you didn't respond. And I'm not Are you with me? You. Is anybody with me? Talk. It's just that you're not participating anyway, and the call 
kind of noise. You go kiss ass. Shut your mouth. Quiet down somehow. Yeah. Hashtag cook the Korean. But Paul, you everybody get on the call. Cook the Korean. I mean, I'm looking right at the screen, so. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's good when you if you reverse that because if you leave it open for people to just um, unmute when they come in, then it um yeah it gets really noisy on those calls. Okay, what Al's asking is, how do you approach a top of the line uh, guy that's involved uh, in controlling all the secret agencies or all the, uh, he called it the DNI. The intelligence agencies, the, the, the head guy. He just, yeah, this is our new administration. In other words, how would you approach somebody that's the, who's running, he used to run the NSA, now he's going to be running the, um, the oversight for all of them, all the, all the, all of the federal agencies, supposedly, or he's up, up for, they're looking at him for it. In other words, he used to run the NSA, and now he is um, in the cyber, what is it, the uh, cyber command from 214. And now they're looking at him to be the director of national intelligence. So the DNI oversees all 17 U.S. intelligence. Um, so he would probably, he handles the entire budget, and he oversees it. So he probably delegates the funds and or can fire or dictate. Them, I have no idea, but I would imagine the director of national intelligence, if he oversees them all, you know, um, he's the one in command. So uh, that would be, you know, he, he's definitely got an age, maybe two, and um, and he's got, you know, he's going to know all these people. So how would you approach his administration as far as trying to get clear information about the use of this type of uh, covert activity if you were trying to find out, hey, are these guys involved? Are these other, any of these 17 agencies involved in this garbage? That's my question. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know these guys are, like, directly involved in it, right? Well, the way I would do it is, you know, if you know somebody who is in a high-level military or Navy operation who has connections, then maybe they could be a go-between for us. But uh, uh, I think it would be almost dangerous to approach them personally. I don't see why he works for us. Why would you be? Why would any? Why would any political figure or politician? It'd be dangerous to approach. You, know, you just you could inquire and around about okay. way through his, through an agent. Well, I got the answer to that. <laughs> because you your belief is they work for us, and you were told they work for us, and you were born with the idea they work for us. But they don't. That's not what they're actually doing. There's you know there's the actions and there's the words, and the actions don't match. So the reason why she's saying it's dangerous is because. They work against us. That's why. They are going to lie to you and say they work for you because they're collecting your money, but they're strong-arming you. They just don't want to tell you 
okay, guys, we're the ones in control. And we're strong-arming you. Um, each person... Well, you're, far- you're, in other words, you're, you're saying that they're involved in the control model application of this weaponry in the civilian capacity. And they're hiding. Yeah. Well, uh, let's put it they're, like they're this. Hiding. Let's, let's hiding put it like this. Terrorism. Well, we, you know, guys, I mean, have you ever seen them do it? No. You know no, I mean? let's put to, it like all, that. It's all theory. Okay, all listen, theory. listen, 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 listen. Okay, let's just ch- let's go with one of my famous analogies. Okay, you're at a movie theater. Okay, people are throwing popcorn at you left and right. They're throwing Pepsi at you. You can't even watch the movie. There's movie guards standing at the door. Okay, you, they all have shirts on all over the place, and not one of them. Is going up to the up to the people, stopping them from throwing the popcorn. It, it doesn't really much matter who's throwing the popcorn. But what does matter is that the uh, movie theater is allowing, with their security standing right there, <laughs> allowing them to throw popcorn at you and not do a damn thing about it. Now, the only difference is, in this case, the security is invisible, so you can't. It, okay, you don't know, but they are watching you get tortured. They're listening to this very phone call somehow, some way, on a daily, you know, on a. If you think they ignore, they it, they listen to these phone calls. Maybe not this particular one. Who knows? Maybe they listen later. It doesn't really matter. They've heard you say you're getting targeted already. If they were planning on stopping it, they would have stopped it already. No, I, hey, listen, I, I'm with you on that as far as it goes. I mean, I, I was going to a job, and uh, where I was, there were three states really close together, and I, I, I moved to uh, one, from one state to the next. It was only 50 miles away, and I picked up materials to go to a, a, a small job in, in another state. It was right there next to that, that state. And um, I, got, I just went too far. My navigation, I was off. And here comes an NSA vehicle. I was going like 70, and an NSA suburban passed me about 100 miles an hour. And he had this circular antenna, probably a 10-inch radius, about two feet tall, with, and then it spiked into a singular antenna up. And then I, I looked at it, and I was like, that's freaky. I've never seen an, uh, an NSA vehicle. And then I looked over to my right, and there was a, um, a uh, you know, the road that runs beside an interstate. I can't remember what they're called. Um, there was a, an NSA guy, and he, he had a beard, black beard, and he was just looking at me as he was, like, coming on the side road. He was just looking at me really weird, and I said, this is freaky. So anyway, I, I didn't pay much attention to it. I was, you know, I was on a major, major throwaway. So I turned around. I found the location. I went to work to dole nine yards. So about a month, I was getting, I was getting hit. And about a month later, two months later, um, I was working on a job in the same original city. You know, small city, small town, um, and um, uh, the same uh, 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 a uh, SUV, an old SUV, was rust, kind of rusty on the bottom of that, but it snows there and everything. Pulled up. I mean, it was kind of like in a, 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 a development where there's probably a couple hundred homes. And I was out smoking a cigarette, and um, I looked over and I saw it. It pulled up about 50 yards away on a street where I could see it, and it stopped. And the guy, it had the same antenna on it. And the guy got out of it, pulled the bicycle out of the back, and got out and rode away. And I was like, whoa, this is freaky. 
but I was really getting hit, you know, and it was new and this is it. I was just starting to get really hit, you know, it was like the first six months. And, uh, uh, the contractor came by to see me. He was a, he's an hockey player, big dude, you know, and he, he ran all the residential and we got, I got in his truck and we were driving around. I said, dude, what is that? And he looked at me and he goes, wow, I don't know. And he was curious himself. He's like, whoa, what is that? And, uh, so I have reasons to believe that, but that's just a theory. But the only thing that signifies it with me is I moved to, from there to, you know, four or five states away, and um, I put some signs on my work vehicle, you know, some signs on it. And uh, I'm driving, this is about a year ago, uh, a year and a half ago, and I'm driving to go to a job, and this guy pulls up next to me. And I kind of looked over, but I wasn't, and he was in an authoritative suit. I don't know if it was Zana say, I don't know what it was, some, I call a monkey suit. He was in some kind of a suit, and uh, um, and he was and he was you know typing in you know whatever maybe it was my sign or whatever, and he was like trying to hurry do it really quick and get the hell out of there. I should have taken his picture, but I was an idiot. I didn't, and um, and he dipped. So if there's anybody that thinks or should think that they may be involved or a federal agency would be involved, it would be me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen, now if you got a sheet of paper and you wrote down. All the things that goes on in this world that everybody keeps on talking about, we're fighting this or fighting that. But yet, when you really look at it, it's still going on. So let's just, I mean, I don't even have to get a pen. I can think of, okay, there is drugs, right? Has drugs, uh, of drugs stopped? No, they haven't, okay? How about prostitution? Prostitution stopped? No, they haven't. Is human slavery stopped? No, it hasn't. Is Satanism stopped? No, it hasn't. Is war stopped? No, it hasn't. Is targeting stopped? So you have to be naive to think that this world, the way it's actually run, is arguing is is run in a legitimate fashion. It's well, run I, I know it's to make now. It's run it now. to make a profit. They will make a profit off vaccines. They will make a profit off you getting sick. They'll make a profit off anything they can make a profit off of. Doesn't matter well, this what is it a is. Little, this, is a, this is a little different. When you're talking this type of uh, M-U-R-D-E-R, that's pretty serious. This is like, the, I mean, there, I heard, you know, I saw some legal, I saw a legal format of an attorney questioning somebody, the, 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 um, recently they sent it to me um, of the prisoners in Guantanamo Bay at a military hearing. And they, they all, they, they question about all the symptoms and all the symptoms are identical to what I feel. So I know that they're using the same um, system um, on us as that they're using on them. I, um, that's for sure. Uh, use the background. Well, that's great. Um, that, that's a good, that's good for us, but, uh, the reason why everybody fell for it is because all you have to do is call people terrorists, and then everybody says it's okay to do whatever you want to do. I don't fall for that. You you can't tell me, oh, they're terrorists. Like, wh- how, what makes them terrorists? Because they don't agree with you? You know? Well, no, you, they're... How they're do I know right. you're not... How do I know the people saying they're terrorists aren't the terrorists? 
Well, the terrorist thing is way, way overrated. I mean, you know, look at it. If you look at it full heartedly, it's, it's all a big control schematic of some sort because if, if when all this was implemented and it started in the Bush thing, you know, Clinton supposedly shot a missile at the original guy and he missed. And then for some reason he has hatred against the United States or these particular people. And, you know, uh, it's very suspicious to me that five Saudi Arabians are in southern Florida getting trained at a flight school to take a, a plane off. And the, the people thought it was suspicious because all they wanted to do was take it off. They weren't concerned about landing. And he contacted the feds, supposedly. I don't know, I don't know if that's a fact, but that's what I heard. And they never asked. Wait, wait, wait. Them. Or do you believe 911 was done by 19 hijackers? Oh, uh, I have no. Bro, I wasn't there. I have no idea. I just know that five planes were taken over. Okay, well, now that you. Wait, you, you, you know that five planes what? I, I just know that there was, a, there was multiple planes. I was, I was kind of predisposed at the time. Okay, well, what do you believe now? Well, first of all, Corey, I was predisposed at the time, so I didn't have access to what you have access, a normal person had access to when that occurred. So I had very limited access to anything. Okay, so but, but okay, then. Uh, In other words, I wasn't I wasn't uh, like I am right now out working doing the whole nine yards. I was free predisposed. Well, let me put it like this: so if you believe, if you believe nothing, zero, you would believe. Don't take it personally. I'm just. I would say this to anybody. If you believe nothing, you would have a better, more accurate picture of something than believing what they're telling you. Because when they're telling you something, you're going. You're not going plus in the plus toward the accuracy. You're going minus in the wrong direction. Well, I'm just believing. saying. To, to, I'm just. I'm just saying. To, I think terrorism is all overrated. I, my whole opinion of it from a, a professional point of view and knowing politicians and growing up in the systems and hanging out with city people in the online yards my whole life, it's just when you see something, you understand how a professional would deal with it. And for when a bunch of people, they were Saudi Arabian descendants. Or no, uh, see, this is a problem. You that have, doesn't this make is, sense. Okay, listen, listen. See, this is a problem why I don't want um, – I, I don't – when people get into these conversations, we're start out, the conversation start out with false premise, false premise, false premise, and then you want to have a conversation. None of these things are true, so the only thing I can do is either stop the conversation or put you put it back on track as to, wait, we're not, we have to talk in truth. Yeah, I just, made a, I just, made, a, yeah, I just made a comment, brother. I, I don't. There's nothing I can do about any of this except I just, like I said, I just made a comment. I think the whole terrorism thing is just, it's way overrated. It was a money thing, and then it's dwarfed into this control BS in our society now after the, you know, the fall financially and whatever. I mean, well, um, let's look I, at the word, um, let's look at the word pirate. So if I look up the definition of what a pirate is, well, this says piracy. Piracy is an act of robbery or criminal violence by ship, boat, foreign attackers upon another ship or coastal area. Okay, these people are nothing other than pirates. They always have been nothing other than pirates, which basically means they'll just steal or just get money or rob the boat or rob the ship or rob the plane or whatever. It's all a robbery. 
and people get caught up in, well, you know, it's this and that. If you just always go back to it's a robbery and look for where the robbery happened, you'll find out. And we can talk about um, in every which way that every aspect of 9-11 ends up being a robbery, like insurance fraud. Insurance fraud is a robbery. I have to agree with you there on that one. That's definitely a... Uh... Yeah, but you, you see, the American people aren't looking for the fraud because they're looking at the plane that hit a building, and the plane no, didn't hit a building. I don't know. I've never what? asked a bunch of them, but if you if you ask them, I'm sure the majority would agree with you that it's, it should have been handled covertly. This that whole situation should have been handled covertly, but of course, you know, war is money. But when you get to the degree where we're at right now financially, as a taxpayer paying for everything, um, that's where it, you know, from just that point of view alone, uh, that's where it's uh, beyond reproach. So, you know, that's where the education of, of, of law comes in as far as allowing somebody to do something, which means us not having the proper bills in law that wouldn't allow them to do it to begin with. You are unmuted. To begin with. Okay, well, um, so you, these are people that participate, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know, the biggest, the biggest reversal of belief that I had to go through after 9-11-2001 was because I I filed applications for help with counterterrorism, and that's why I got tortured. That is a fact, and I I felt so much betrayal when I realized that the connection was my contact. You are muted. government. You are unmuted. Reversal, a total betrayal of my trust and of the beliefs I had of, uh, you know, investigative process. Do you hear what I'm saying, Al? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. You are muted. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's just like one betrayal after another. After a while, you get to the point where you have to just lay out all the belief systems that you held as true and see which ones that actually hold up over time, you know. And some of those have just gone by the wayside over, you know, 15 years. Well, let's hope that this new let's hope that this new administration, since he's a businessman, he realizes we're 19 trillion in debt, and he's going to instead of hearing stories from generals like under the Bush administration when they were chasing the supposed a supposed terrorist group or whoever they were after. When the when the general was a few days behind him with his troops, and Washington, the head guys in Washington or the Pentagon contacted him and said, "Back off," because they got a phone call to tell what's the general. Because the general told everybody, he says, "We were right on his rear, and uh, I got a call to back off and pull pull back." So they 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 wanted it to apparent. It's so obvious that they wanted it to just continue. And here we are now. So we have an administration that um, uh, hopefully, because he's a business guy, 
and he will not be persuaded with misinformation to whatever the, like he was at a debate, I saw him tell Hillary, he goes, yeah, why don't you just tell ISIS we're coming? In other words, when they, will go, when they go to move into a city to go after somebody, they tell them that everybody knows the U.S. is coming or NATO's coming. So hopefully he will, um, if that's the, the, the immediate threat, he will, um, he will handle it more professionally, which is all, you know, created from the hatred of the United States and people saying, hey, look, you know, you can't Now that's a false premise, though. See, this is what, what, why it's hard for me to even talk to anybody, because it's a false premise. There's no such damn thing as ISIS. No, I, I have no idea. Look, bro, I'm not there. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm hoping... telling you. Well, why don't okay, you start believing right. me then? Well, Corey, you know, I, I believe you, but I'm just saying, whatever it is, I hope he deals with it more professionally and more cost yeah, effectively. Okay, but That's, you're, you know, Al, you're frustrating me because you're not. You, you, once you get it that there's no ISIS, then how could somebody get up there and go, we're going to go attack ISIS, will be more severe against the fake group? It doesn't make any sense. What he originally originally said was is that he told you that uh, Obama made up ISIS. He did try to be straight at one point, even if it wasn't like just Obama or or Hillary. They were blaming on them. But even if it was the military that did it, they were giving them the blame for it. So he was trying to be truthful. But then maybe... Some time in the, uh, after, somebody went to him and go, look, we need this fake enemy, or do you want the economy to be good, and we want the military contractors to make money. We have to have this fake enemy to keep this going. Well, and, okay, whoever the, whoever the – okay, but listen, Corey, all these countries, NATO, and um, they're, they're, you know, they're, people are getting killed and they're invading and they're chasing someone, whoever it is, and it's a, allegedly a terrorist group. Okay. That's they're stating. So it's not made up. This is not, you know, something out of a, a dream. It is made up. Okay, well, then everything's propaganda, okay? So. Exactly. Everything is propaganda. Now you're getting it. Okay, here's what I'm trying to tell you how it operates. I don't know 100%, but I know enough to know that there's groups out there, and they provoke one group over the other, and they give them maybe some weapons or whatever, you know, but they never give them what, you know, what we have. Like, in other words, they give them, if we give them, uh, you know, 1980 weapons, then they'll be using the 1980 weapons. Maybe we'll give the other group 1982 weapons. Well, we still have weapons for 2016, so they'll never be able to use them really and win against us anyway. Um, But they can provoke two sides, just like they can get out. If they want you to hate uh, somebody on the call, they provoke you to hate them, and they provoke them to hate you, and then you guys go at it. And it's the same no, thing. No, no, I, I listen, I agree. I understand what covert activity means. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, have, I can spell it. I know what it means. So I agree with you as far as that whole, um, you know, that whole thing is, I mean, I'm not there. I'm not familiar with the Middle East or the countries or the Greeks. That you don't realize that States. no matter, you realize that they'll never say that the war is over and there's no more wars. Because even as they were saying 
oh, Al-Qaeda decimated. Then they just changed the name and said, oh, but now it's ISIL. I mean, these people are going to, it's like a run-on sentence. They're never going to stop. And when they do pause, or they're going to create something different because they need a new enemy. Well, that may or may not be the case. I mean, I don't know. We'll see in this administration. What okay, happens. Al, Al, let, let me explain something. Okay? You have your backyard. It's your backyard, right? And I have my backyard. Now, if some neighbor said, I want to protect you, Al, I'm going to protect Corey, too. I'm going to camp out in his backyard, and I'm going to camp out in yours. You might go, well, I don't know, okay. But when you see them camping out in everybody's backyard to protect them, how do you know it doesn't turn into a hostage situation? When is protection, <laughs> yeah, when is protection become a hostage situation and a takeover plan? Now, if you count all the countries that we're already in, doesn't sound like we're protecting anybody. It seems like we're taking over everybody. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, I, I know we are. I mean, we're definitely, you know, um, you know, this whole thing in the Middle East and the hatred of Israel and the, the way they hate Israel because they're, you know, that whole thing. It's never been explained. You never see it. You've never seen a series on TV that shows how the Middle East it all started, why, and what we can do to fix it. Instead, they're, you know. They, they're, it's military, you know, and that, that's a pretty bad thing. I mean, you could probably uh, get a special on BBC News or something that may may. They don't want it fixed. If they wanted it fixed, they're making it sound. See, this is the, the funny thing. Anybody who's keen will realize they have a enormous amount of military power. Okay, if they wanted to stop something, they could march in and probably stop something in less than a week. But they don't, I don't want. They Victoria. want. I don't know about that. I don't know. The Middle East. Is you don't have place. any troops and ships surrounding and planes and drones we could pull into one arena. I don't know, bro. It's pretty. I know one thing. It's just a mess. It's a disaster. Now Russia's in. They it's want it Russia. to be a mess, Al. I don't, I don't know. Bro. You don't think they want it to be a mess? I have no idea. Well, I'm telling you, police start start believing what I'm trying to tell you because if you do, and then you can back later on, you can check it all out. But there's this thing; it's called Operation. Wait, it's called. Wait a second, it's called uh, Order Out of Chaos. Order out of chaos. Well, are, I would go. I would go. I'd go. I'd go way back to the beginning before. Um, before Bush went into Saddam Hussein, way back to the Clinton thing, and find out, you know, why he sent a missile over to kill him. But you'd have to, you know, it's all classified stuff and spook stuff. And then there's ulterior motives, money, oil, gold, I mean, excuse me, minerals. I mean, there's all kinds of Uh ulterior motives, and you know, and Uh behind the scenes. So you'd have to have somebody explain explain it to you from back then to really understand what's going on. Okay, okay, so some of it, some of it I heard, it could be true, maybe it's not, is that um, everybody has a standard of uh, use the dollar standard for the, 
the reserve currency. And some of those guys over there were talking about maybe changing the currency and you giving paying each other, paying Iran different currency or whatever, skipping us out. Maybe we told them to stop it not, we don't want that done. Yes, there's oil over there. It always does come down to money. So, yeah, you want to look at that. But, look, uh, this says order out of chaos, the doctrine that runs the world. That's what this is all all about. The concept of conspiracy frightens some people so much that they are willing to overlook any and all evidence that world events are, for the most part, direct rather than chaotic and coincidental. For those who are uneducated and unaware, explanations for the terrible tides of politics and war generally revolve around a false understanding of Ocom's razor. They argue that the theory states that the simplest explanation is usually the correct one for any particular problem or crisis. But Ocom's razor actually states that the simplest explanation, according to the evidence at hand, is usually the correct answer for any given problem. That is to say, the simplest explanation must conform to the evidence, or it is likely not correct. Unfortunately, skeptics of the directed conspiracy often turn a blind eye to evidence that is contrary to their simple explanation arguing that simplification is its own vindication. In other words, they don't feel the need to defend their simplistic worldview in their mind. Simplicity stands on its own self-evident. There was a time when men believed that the planets revolved around each other because they were tied together by a long grass, by long glass string. I don't know what they're getting and this was evident to them because of the simplest explanation they could come up with. The thinking of skeptics of the New World Order and concerted globalization is much like this. The most common argument they tend to exploit... Are we, am I getting anything out of this? Well, the most common argument they tend to exploit is that the world is far too chaotic and that they, if these elites are actually seeking a full centralized one-world system... They are failing miserably because so many countries are clearly divided. For anyone who holds this argument as logical and practical, first I would suggest they look behind the surface of the various conflicts and similarities that rise between the so-called enemies. And I'm not going to keep on it. This is about one more paragraph. I'm going to read it. For example, with the United States versus Russia, these two nations have a long history of opposing ideologies and come close to the war time and time again. Certainly, average Americans see themselves as individuals and Russians as socialists and communists. Average Russians see Americans as capitalists, imperialists, and see themselves as humanists. But what they, what about the respective governments? What about the respective financiers and oligarchs? they really see each other as the enemy? If it were so, then why do the American Wall Street tycoons and U.S. military add the Bolshevik Revolution in 1917? I guess it's some false, false parent. Um, okay, this does, this article does 
get into ISIS and stuff like that. But this says the false paradigm was created when international supported the Bolshevist revolution. Okay, this is kind of too heavy, too long. Let me skip down. Trying to end this. Uh, I if you guys want to look it up because it says even closer to current events, the U.S. now entered into military operations against ISIS insurgents moving rapidly through Iraq's northern region toward Baghdad. However, if ISIS is the enemy, why did the U.S. and our allies, Saudi Arabia, support and train ISIS agents in Syria as well as Iraq? It's just irony that our government helped birth ISIS, and now the White House is at war with the group. Or is it possible that maybe, just maybe, a greater plan is afoot? So see, it's getting into this, and it's answering our question. They formed them in the first place. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know about forming it. I mean, they created it due to muscling. You know, when you start going around other people's countries with troops and, and ships and jets and drones, they get pissed off, Corey. And, you know, they don't like people coming. How would you like if somebody came into your neighborhood from another country and, and started poking around? I mean, you wouldn't like it either. They'd group up with the men and say, hey, look, man, get the hell out of here. We're going to start killing your ass. What are you doing here? You know, and it, because of their hatred for Israel, possibly. I mean, I don't know. You know, so, um, you know, when one group gets killed, a bunch of people get together. It may have, you know, that, you know, I mean, I have no idea if this guy's going so, but it is believable that a group would get together to stand up for their people, their women, and their cultures. Uh, that I can understand. And uh, the you are unmuted. Nations, you know, and, and all these other groups. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, as far as these uh, these bombings and you know the, these major bombings, like in Europe, you know, where 300 people get killed and stuff like that. I mean, and they claim a responsibility. That's why everybody gets pissed off and goes after you. Are this Korean. Smart ass who thinks he knows everything. You know, um, yeah, listen to him being a complete and total asshole or, here tonight uh, on his call. You know, who knows who's involved with this crap? He's an asshole. Don't believe the media. Tell him, don't believe the messenger. That's the problem. The messenger's a damn liar. Just no, I, know. I, I, I haven't done any research. I have no idea, but I know who, I'm sure I can figure out who to go to to get the straight answers. You know, I, I can see the spin on every. I can see the spin on all the stories. They make the hero the bad guy, and the good guy is the bad guy. They switch it you know, around. Corey, unless, unless you're unless you're on the ground over there, or you know people from those countries, and you're into politics, and you know those people involved in politics from those countries, and the whole story from 20 years ago until now, you really don't know what's going on. In my opinion, you know, you have to be around. You got to know. You got to know those people, be with people around there. In other words, if you were in a if you were in a shipping company, if you owned a shipping company, and you were delivering and arriving at those ports, or, or your planes were arriving at those airports, and you had relationships with the the government people there and, and businesses there, and you understood politics, um, I would I would respect your opinion. If you you know, and I grew up with the, with those ideals of going into this to a shipping company and obtaining a container ship and stuff like that. So. I, I know how to network, and I know where to go to find out the right answers from the real people. You know, um, I was going to buy a container ship by the time I was 30 years old. I mean, you know, I'm not stupid. So I know where to go and how to find out the real deal. But until I get something like that, as far as really what's going on, then um, I have no comment. 
like you, I don't believe, you know, a lot of the uh, the news and, you know, the stories and everything, because a lot of that is controlled or limited on what they can, the information that they can give you. Right, Al. That's why I suggested that if you know anybody who's um, high up in uh, one of the armed forces, the Air Force, something, they would mm-hmm. be able to give you uh, some inside information that might be usable. Because, well, yeah, I could, but, you know, it's not, you can't, you know, here's the thing. When you, when you start talking politics in, a, in an environment like this where terrorism is a thing, everything's classified. They can't discuss anything like that. So, uh, or, you know, and you can't question them in a direct question format. What you can do is you can get, you can get to a multitude of people and um, question them in the appropriate roundabout way. And they'll tell yeah. you, like, I, I, I knew a guy that, um, um, he knows somebody on the latest destroyer. And I said, oh, dude, I'm not He goes, well, I think it's any sickness in the world. And I said, dude, I would never want, I would never ask you for something like that. So don't imply that. And uh, he goes, yeah, okay, I'll get you some. You know, and not of the war room or anything like that, but just, of, you know, just of, of uh, just some pictures of him, of one of the guys on the deck or something like that, you know. And, um uh, you know, he, he let me know the latest and what's going on, and on, uh, I don't want to get, to get into it on the phone, you know. But um, you know, I know I know what to do. You know, I'm not stupid. You know, so it's just a matter of being affiliated with that. That's that's what's missing with all of us. You know, we're just we're in a in a completely different area that you know we have we're blind to to their area because we're not we're not DOD. We don't. Um, we're not. We're not um, employed. We're not employed with the war on terror, so to speak. And on the domestic side, we don't know any technical specialists that have graduated from those schools that are trained that have the clearance to get the training. Um, you know, which is desperately needed. Yeah. You know, until you get. Until you get to get with some of those people, and you know how to talk to them. You can't. It's like you have to know how to. Um, how to carry on a conversation. And, um, you know, I, I know a few people. Like, I know a guy who, uh, I, I just know, I'd rather not get into statistics. But, I mean, if I, if I had time, um, I could probably um, uh, do it. I, and, and not before long, I'm not going to have any choice because, you know, this is definitely not, uh, I'm probably aged 10 years in the last three years. So I'm not, uh, I'm running out of time here. Um, I'll be addressing it directly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, that's why I said earlier, you know, just, you know, cautiously because, you know, the wrong people are in the wrong way to put you in danger. But if you know somebody, you have a feeling of trust from them, you know, a few. I'll be smart for that. I'm way too smart for that. A couple of questions here and there, and maybe you can put some more people together. Uh, like I said, I'm way too smart for that. I could, uh, I could figure it out. But you know, there, you know, think about it. You know, the guys that are that are operating in the that are actually sitting right now, like the ones that you know, cause, you know, they they continue, they never shut up, they never stop with me. So, um, you know, those, those, yeah, they're sitting somewhere nearby, and um, at a fusion capacity or a base or wherever they are, you know, while they're shooting this um, shit at me. And, um, Did you ever see the movie uh, with Ethan Hawke called Good Kill? 
know. I, I remember the name, though, I think. It's a really good movie. Um, and another one that is based on somewhat of what we're talking about is called The Green Mile. Oh, no, Green Zone. Uh, and that's with uh, Matt Damon, story about Iraq. Some of the, you know, different stories that came and went and how the CIA was involved, the information coming and going and who believed what. It's called The Green Zone. That's a good one, too. Well, there's no shortage of, you know, well, around here, where I live, you hear the DOD and all your families on the radio. So <laughs> there's no shortage of them around here. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what what state are you in again? Washington. Washington State? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a lot of Navy up that way. Three bases. Three Navies and... Um, there's a lot of military. You can you can tell you can tell by the police they're all you know they don't you know you can tell by the the um, the police and sheriffs and stuff like that. Too. Or you can tell by the new young ones they're all right out of military. And they yeah. have their, you know, that mentality. I know. Um, it just seems like everywhere in this country, almost every state that I went through, um, has at least one um, or two areas. You know, Got some cold bread balls. Navy. Like North Carolina. Well, you know, really hard. We're killing a lot of people. You know, we're not like, I mean, the yeah. whole thing that started this, you know, as far as the five planes and the Saudi ratings, I mean, and then the way Bush handled it and started, you know, invaded the Middle East. Um, it's just, you know, I, we're probably the hate, most hated, hated country in the world. And um, to actually be able to do that, what they did, get away with it and then rob us along the way and kill all these, these people so that they could make money and create it. Like, that's what the opening and beginning of the conversation said. I mean, the terrorism is overrated. I mean, we created it, you know, um, where, where initially when anything like that would happen, we should have dealt with it covertly. You don't send in the truth. You sit back like right after 9-11, if, you know, if that, like Corey says, it's an insider. People think it's an inside thing or suspicious. That he should have sat back and and had the um, the um, you know the CIA uh, handle it. Okay, I'm on a complete report. What's going on? Who did it? Why? And um, and then he then then had them handle it. You know that should have been that's there. That's what we have them for. They should have handled that. And if they do need the military, they can bring in jets. They can bring in, you know, spooks. They can, I mean, excuse me. They can bring in um, SEAL teams. They can bring in the Rangers. They can bring in all. They can get whatever they want. And that's how that should have been handled. So it was a money thing. You know, but where we are now because of it um, and how, you know, this is the cost of, of, um, of, of lives for, for people to make money. It's just um, it's really appalling to think about. So, um, you know, but where we are now, now it's, you know, dwarfed into, you know, uh, people that are uh, having to deal with uh, microwaves, you know, getting cooked alive um, at the hands of somebody just pointing at you like you're a, uh, you know, they just hit you just enough to just keep you barely going. And, and they, you know, they, 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 they hit you in the tooth till it comes out. They hit you in your eyes, the eyes so you go blind, do you get cardiac, do you? They cook your organs and you get disease. I mean, it's just, it's a money.
money thing, you know, because they're getting paid, and and uh, it's just it's just to see our society, you know, our country, and and our people get controlled by these people over money and control. It's just heartbreaking, you know, to uh, to see. And then a lot of the a lot of our citizens are they're down with it, man. They're just like you know, they um, it's just unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. I know. Yeah. Unbelievable. You're not talking to a newbie here. No, I don't know. It gets to be like there's a certain level of neutrality that you develop over time. Like, okay, there's so many theories, so many, you know, conspiracies, and everybody's a writer on the web, and everybody's got a million opinions. So there's a certain amount of neutrality that gets you through it. But at the same time, it's like every now and then I go like, this is unbelievable. I mean, it goes on and on and on. They're relentless. And the only thing that seems to help is if you have some kind of leverage. That's the new thing I'm figuring out. They're military guys. They're corporate guys. They're Congress. They're statesmen. You know, they got diplomatic immunity. They figure they can do anything they want. The only thing they listen to is leverage. And so, you know, that's the commonality that helps get through. Get well, that's just, that's, that's understanding politics. That's how yeah. our political system works. It is yeah. leverage-based. It is yeah. that, that political system. So when I, hear, when I hear people that say, I want to, well, let's go to Washington and demand a congressional investigation or we're going to get a congressional investigation. I'm just thinking, well, this, well, you definitely don't understand politics and you're definitely not going to get anywhere. Uh, why are you even talking like that? Because they don't, you have to understand politics to begin with. You can't, um, you can't uh, address an issue like this, which is a covert issue, um, and they're doing it underhandedly. You have to be a sophisticated, advanced thinker and like you just, Stated, you're probably the first person out of all these calls that ever said that. You have to, um, you have to ha- know how to get leverage, and you definitely got to know what you're doing. Um, how about this? And, Even though you're both right, also to get it on the record, um, it's not really necessarily going to go anywhere right now. But the fact of the matter is, you can never say. Snoring. I'm sorry. I I, I want to hear what you're saying. It's interesting that that snoring is just really getting loud. You are muted. Thank you. You are unmuted. You are muted. Did somebody fell asleep on you, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The thing, is, is, the thing is, is that um, later, okay, here's the way I look at it. Something is happening to you, and it's been happening for a long time. You're getting attacked with military weapons. No, and no, no. It, normally, no, no it wasn't me. Gun, I'm still here. Something else, back or knife, or somebody's hitting you, you'd be able to fight back. But you can't fight back because they will not perceive that anybody's doing anything to you 
and then you're fighting. And who are you going to fight? The air? So if Maybe you hit it on the record. Wait, okay, wait. Al, every time I try to talk, you always don't even Come give on, me dude. two sentences. Okay. Just say this on the if I got you. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll be, I'll, I won't take, I'm going to look at the time. You see, I won't he's take a complete fucking asshole. You I can't stand you. this, this kid. Now, I wish you would do the same thing so we can go back and forth. Um, the thing is, is that when you have a congressional... I want to choke this investigation, You're putting it in a record so that you can say, yes, Sumaya went to Congress on this date. She tried it like hell to let them know what's going on. They didn't want to listen, okay? And now it's... Ten years later, and she's been targeted for ten years, and now there was an outburst, and you're holding her accountable for the outburst. Okay, she she was already attacked for ten years before the congressional investigation. Now she's uh, uh, attacked ten years after the investigation. So to get it on the record is extremely important, even though they're not going to do anything about it. Corey, I agree yeah. with you a thousand percent, but here's the, here's the reality, the cold reality. They voted. I have never, I have never turned, I've never looked at any documentation, not one. I haven't done any legal research whatsoever because I glanced at some of the stuff that sent to me. But from what I understand, they passed the law um, allowing manufacturers of this type of equipment to manufacture it and um, actually, um, or actually they didn't pass a law saying, hey, you could do it. They just passed a law that allows this to occur. They actually, what they did is they passed something that allows this to occur, I should say, which doesn't really put them, they, they did it really smart. They did, they did it very intelligently. But... Uh, you know, the guys that did it are just Congress and, and the Senate. So this is a, uh, uh, which seems to me to be a, a weapon of choice um, in a domestic capacity, which is scalar weaponry. And um, that's all it is. And they're implementing it and uh, more so. And, uh, it, you know, uh, once I find out, um, how it's being implemented, which is what my next step is. Um, what it, you know, in other words, what exactly is being implemented? In other words, you could, you, could, you take you're going to I'm going to take some type of implementation to gauge where it's coming from, you know, how strong it is, and uh, what the hell base weapons do the feds have? If you can find that out, which I have a list already. And, um, you know, what, what frequencies of these specific weapons emanate? Um, and then they have to have, they have to pull, they have to put a, uh, they have to acquire a permit to test them. That's how, what I interpret they're doing. They've acquired them and they're going to, they're testing them. And, uh, that's how, so they have to put in a permit for, uh, um, use to the FCC. And then there's going to be the unregistered range. Um, and if they're using that, <clears throat> if, there's a, if there's a clause that allows them to test in that 
change and they're not held liable, then there's really uh, what can you do legally? But if you can, it, I mean, I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna break it all down quickly, and um, and then I'm gonna uh, at the same time I'm doing that I'm gonna be looking at the legal aspect of it, looking at the case law. You know, I made and splurge for twenty six hundred and getting extra flexes. And um, and with the island attorney 24 hours a day, and or I'm also in with a think tank, so um, that I may fly to go see. I did find a couple um, very uh, respected legal people um, yesterday. I looked at it. Somebody sent me an article uh, that was written in 2013 or 12, and, and one of the attorneys she teaches at a university. She she went to Southern Florida too, so she said it's pretty blank looking to. Wouldn't mind talking to her, but she, um, um, you know, she's an extremely brilliant woman in law. So you have to gather all this information, digest it, and I would also use a consultant, like I said, that think tank. Then you have to know, like this woman just stated in uh, that she was talking earlier, you have to know how to gain leverage, or what I would, my perception of politics is how to set somebody up. <laughs> okay, the and, thing uh, is, is the people that you're going to tell are the people that are doing it to you. So that's the problem. I'm not, well, you know, listen, listen to me. You know, I, I know what I'm doing, okay? I'm not going to go tell anybody anything. I'm going to collect as much information as I can, and um, I'm going to... Yeah, I get consultation. And not you, not you. The us, the people that we're telling. Mm-hmm. There's only there's only very concept that's very hard for to sink in for everybody. I mean, some people got it, some people don't. The very the people that are doing it, or the people that you have to go tell, it's going on. So. That is the reason. Well, no, wait, wait, well, the, well, the actual listen. The, the, the okay, the people that the, the the main people I'm interested in, you know, where most people would be interested in the actual perpetrator that's sitting, but the guys that are continuously um, talking, you know, that are doing the, the VCK thing, um, and the actual uh, person directing the um, directing. That's the, the, okay. That's, that's where every no. wait a minute. Let me finish a second. Let me finish. Most people would be interested in, in getting them. I'm interested in the people that orchestrated this and implemented it. Period. Right. And then I how agree long, with how you. Long, then, have, then how long has it been going on? And then I agree with where, you. Then, then where then the money flow? I want to. I agree with you because how the money when you flows. go after when you go after this low level guy that if you know. Uh, the top people hired many people under him to hire him. Well, even if you get that one guy, you don't stop. Although this is threatening to sleep quite quickly. That may or may not be true. I mean, it depends how you how you. But that's a, a pretty good debate. Listening to this, of, um, to this older guy here, apparently. School this young punk. That's right. Nobody ever has. Shut him say. down. Shut him up. Take over his use. show. So that's what I'm talking be, about. You know, it could be um, groups of, um, you know, ex-cops, ex-FBI, ex-CIA, ex- every, you know, any federal world could be active. Teach that Korean kid's ass a lesson. I was a kid or I was ever in jail. You Teach him a lesson. There. 
so what they do is they work their eight-hour shift in the street, and then they work eight hours in the jails. It's just the second job that they got built to pay, families and stuff like that. So you don't know if, um, if senior federal agents or ex-federal agents are you know, working you know, during the day, and then they're in the fusion centers, which is an unmonitored, I mean, dude, I looked up fusion centers. I can't remember who told me to look at Jody did. And I looked up fusion centers, and it said that they reported from 2001 to 2002 to, I can't, I can't remember the years, but it was like a four-year period. And they said, well, they spent approximately $400 million to $2 billion. I mean, it was just staggering. The number of the, the amount of money that they were off is just staggering. So uh, to even uh, state something like that and not even have it monitored, you know what I'm saying? To say, well, they don't really know how much money they spent. It was three or four hundred million or two billion. I mean, it's just uh, the control, the the misuse right there tells you that anything goes. But what, what a fusion center is supposed to be is a collection of federal agencies, sheriffs, and head, head law enforcement people to get together and learn how to read the streets and the movements around them and work together to um, stop any um, uh, possible terrorist activity, which would be, you know, like a bombing of a building or an event or something like that. What it's never happened, now. so why? It's never happening. Well, uh, well yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just stating what I, what, you know, with a little bit of reading I've done in the subject. So it's not hard to, uh, to speak those kind of places for me. Um, maybe for some people it is. It, it not only doesn't, it doesn't intimidate me, I mean, I'm paying for that. <laughs> I got my story straight. I carry myself appropriately. And, you know, if I'm ever approached, I know exactly what to say and how to handle the situation. You know, I've, I've sat out with major people in, in government, you know, so I, not that I'm not that I'm doing business with them, but I've sat out with them and talked to them just like I'm talking to you. They work for me. I'm paying their salary. If you want to get down to the brass tacks, so if they ever come off in that attitude, of the control and fucking over here, this and that, that's where I straighten them out. Unless you're you can't the do anything about it, though. That's the whole thing. Once they have the weapons, you can't... You can say all you want. They work for us, but you don't have... They have the weapons. Well, I mean... If they tell you to wait over there and they have a gun and you don't, what are you going to do? Not wait over there? Well, no, of course not. I'm gonna, you know, All right, I, well, I they're know. in They know they turned the tables on us. That's what they did. And the American people were stupid enough to let them do it. Now, we right, have, well, that's, that's where the, that's where the, the rest of all. our lives, we're going to have to pay the consequences for other people, other citizens that should have been, you know, that were maybe at the um I mean, state legislatures that were, they're passing a whole bunch of laws that we don't know about while we're, you know, going through our day and they're passing more different laws. Meanwhile, we're just sitting here. We were blindsided. And now we're, for the rest of our lives, we're going to have to put up with somebody 
have complete control over us? Well, I don't know about complete control, but it's definitely a uh, a huge expense. That well, if um, I like can't go to sleep in my own bed with my own pajamas, then they got complete control. <laughs> no, but we don't know who's. You know, I mean, Corey, you know, they could have. You don't know if it's who's actually. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Who yeah, the hell is the problem with? With other people. Isn't this guy damn near 30? Because they don't know. You don't know. Are you kidding me? It doesn't mean I don't know. I know. Is his mommy still making him lunch every day? Ever get. The problem is, is there's people who refuse, they're very hard headed, refuse to believe other people when they tell them straight up, this is the deal. Until you figure it out for yourself, you're never going to believe me. I can tell you three million times. Who exactly is doing it? I can give you the address. I can tell you exactly where it is, but I can't do it. Even if I knew the names and who the exact guy pressing the button, I can't stop them from pressing it. That's the whole point. So for me to go around accusing them is only going to get me for them to press the button more than they're already pressing it. Well, it's, uh, well, you got to do something to get this way. If I I can't uh, go up against people with weapons and guns and tanks, and I can't, there's no way I could win a war against a group of people that have military weapons and cells and judges in their back pocket to put me in. If I make one wrong move, I'm the one in the cell, not them. Well, that's, well, I'd rather be in the ground, you know, <laughs> than uh, to sit. I do. First of all, this isn't living. This is just being tortured to death. It isn't a you fair game. To... It's not a fair deal. That everybody knows the winner is going to be. There's no question about it. It's like a one-year-old kid going up against Floyd Mayweather Jr. It, you don't have to watch the fight. Wait a second. Uh, that's not. Yeah, let me. I wanted to that's, that's not. That's not necessarily true, Corey. You know, speak for yourself, speak for uh, yourself there. Sir. That's not necessarily true. You can win. You know, you can be sophisticated. You can, you know, get a team or teams together. You can, you know, fight domestic terrorism, and they're torturing our women. I'm not just going to sit here and not, and just say, well, I can't go against them because they're military. Well, they're not. In my, you're not. You're not coming in my country. And you're not torturing no women with this shit. That's it. Period. Um, here's the thing, though. I think we should brainstorm about, you know, how we can balance out the the controls and powers. But like Roger Tulsa said, I don't know. Were you on that call on Thursday when uh, Roger Tulsa was being interviewed by Ella? Well, he no. said that, you know, he's dealt with thousands of PI cases of electronic harassment, and his specialty is basically, you know, creating countermeasures in, in a person's domain, you know. But he has he said it, stated outright that anybody who's taking it to legal action has been turned down to quote-unquote national security. Somebody tell this loud now, bitch, so to shut up. They, you know, shut they up, find bitch. out that you've got the code, 
and you've got the frequencies and you know the directions and the weapons, that they will just throw out that This is what I don't like about some of these women around here. You shut your mouth when men are speaking. What I'm suggesting is when we get together and we discuss these high-level, you know, and political games, what we need to brainstorm is how do we get leverage without actually getting shut down with a few words? That's maneuvering. That's maneuvering and good connection. And the, and the leverage, first you have to understand how it's being implemented. That's why you have to find out. Um, when, you can find, when you find out the weapon, the exact what you're getting hit with will lead you and then who is implementing it. Um, that'll give you some insight. How about if of, you listen um, to somebody who already knows? Well, if 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 you if you've already done the research I just stated, that's the one. Why do I need to do research? Let me ask you a question. If you see a snowball coming from somebody's arm, do you do research? Oh, of course not. Then you know who it is. All right. Well, I've seen the snowball. I've seen who's throwing it. I've heard what they were talking about while they were throwing it. So I know who's throwing it, and they were talking about me specifically, so I know they were throwing it at me. And not only that, it's very easy to see where this weapon is coming from. We're not all every single weapon, but it's very easy to see some of the weapons because some of the weapons are coming from whatever is blocking the sun. The sun is the weapon. Now, the sun is just the sun, but it goes through something. Whatever that something is, is being directed at me. I don't need to do any research. I can be in my house, and I see it. I've told people on the calls so many times, so many times that that's going on. And guess what? Almost every single time that I get... They go, uh huh, okay, great. Now, uh, about the, and they skip right over it. Well, you know, Corey, you know, you're not being direct enough, but, it, you know, you got to, you know, for me, I have to find, I, in my situation. Why am I not being direct enough? I just said the weapon's coming from the sun. What, what else, what's more, how much more direct do I need to be? That's one well, of the weapons. That may be, but, uh, well, it's not maybe. It's guaranteed. Well, That's this is what Roger Tolkis does for a living. So, Al, if you're interested in that, you should Who? look him up. He does that. Who? Roger Tolkis, T-O-L-T-E-S. He's a professional. Uh, he does this for a living, taking measurements of people's houses, you know, finding out what the frequencies are, what they need to do. Well, somebody stuff a Twinkie oh, in this chick's mouth already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shut her up. I heard the last end of that call where he was on there. I got to call him and find out. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's where the weapons are coming from. Number one, the sun. Number two, the street lights. Number three, the cell phone towers. Number four, the drone. Number five, the chemtrail. Number six, um, radar. The radar. 
Number seven. Um, satellite. Satellite. There's more, probably. So there's nothing, I mean, oh, and then uh, some of those isolated weapons like laws or something, like uh, acoustic weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the land-based garbage. That's what I'm dealing with 24-7. How do you know it's land-based? It's, um, well, it's got, I mean, it's, I would be shocked if it was anything else but that. I mean, why would they waste their time with anything else with one guy like me? You're going with, uh, (laughs) you're going, that wouldn't, what you just said. A lot of times when, when, when you ask a question to somebody, they give you an emotional answer, but I'm just trying to, so you understand what you just told me was an emotional answer. You didn't say how you knew. Well, it, wouldn't make any sure. sen- it wouldn't make any sense to me, but I, nothing would surprise me, of course, to be honest. I know. It doesn't make any sense that they're spending millions of dollars on each one of us for what, you know? I mean, who, are, are we that special, really? But that's what they're doing. They're spending millions of dollars on us. Millions. Yeah, I'm special. They better spend millions for me. You know, you think they would want to spend more money on something else, but they don't. Maybe they do, but I don't know. But in each one of our cases, millions of dollars are being spent on these contracts. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. It's a money thing. Oh, there's no... It's a money. It's a money thing. It's a money thing. You know, you're a nuisance or somebody wanted you out of the way or they just had a quota and you were at the wrong place at the wrong time and complained or they whatever. I mean, I keep hearing that, you know, well, you know, which is not, it just doesn't make any sense, but, you know, look at, look at what they did in the Middle East. So, you know, that gets for money, you know? So, uh, I believe it. I'm living it. I know. But you know, um, you know, the, uh, the thing about raids, you, you see when you, when you walk around, at night, and you'll see things in the sky flashing. That flash, the thing is, is I'm not going by research. I'm going by seeing it with my own eyes. It's an electromagnetic flash. So when the electromagnetic flash keeps flashing, there must be a purpose for that. And I believe believe that what they do is they create a web, um, in some cases, a web of electromagnetics or whatever it is around your body, and then they can connect up to that, and it's almost like a um, lightning bolt. But what you're basically getting, what I'm basically getting, is a lightning well, bolt, but it's not a lightning bolt at full capacity. Like, I'm not going to get burned, you know. I'm getting burned. I got burns all over me. Well, I'm getting a micro shock lightning bolt. It's very minimal compared to what you would get if you got hit by lightning. I get vibrating cooking microwave. Yeah, all I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting... I'm getting microwave radio frequency, and uh, it's wow. being directed. It's, it's target lock. In other words, it's the same thing. I can show you the technology they're using. 
on me. I don't know what the hell they're using on me. I know what I mean. I know what type of what type it is. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's uh, it's, it's I found a service that can track you anywhere. Technology service, and they track you. They can, in other words, GPS track you. And you can track you anywhere out when you're on the road, when you're outside your house. When you go in a building, GPS doesn't work. So the service, what it does is, is it for military or corporate, or if you want to just subscribe to it, it will track you. And so they use the same technology that these people are selling, and they track you. But they, and what they do is, is they use the same technology that a missile does with target lock, and they implement that technology. So it, it, it locks onto you. So you're, then, are they doing it when you pay them to do it, or are they doing it for their own benefit? Um, I don't know what the hell the story is. There's the minute, dude. I don't know. Well, first of all, when you're doing, when you're using V2K, you're, they're trying to get you to to uh, self-destruct. They torture you to uh, to the degree of um, self-destruction. First, they they use. They try, they use voice modulation, and they use, they trickery. So they are monitoring you. And like with me, there was a big business deal that happened. And then two weeks after it occurred, they used their voices, and um, I was set up, of course. And so they tried to trick to make it seem like they weren't involved. And not that I would go there and, and say, I guess they figured I was an idiot. Then they would that I would go over and actually commit a homicide, and they've been doing it ever since. They try to trick you into using voice modulation, home on yards, as in, inclusive with torture. And for, I mean, okay, but let's but say you didn't commit any crime, mm-hmm. and 50 years have gone by. So why are they still motivated to keep trying and trying and trying? And that's pretty the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of. Because they're because they're making money on it. <laughs> How do they make and money on? Oh, well, they're not doing it for free. Okay, so unless, you always unless, answer a question unless, with an emotional unless, response. Well, wait, the way they unless, make money on unless, it. Unless, wait a minute, I, I have no idea, but I mean, unless it's personal. You know, like, I, have a, I have a different set of circumstances. You know, I have people that are worried that I may come after them because uh, they, sworn, they, they, they signed sworn affidavits. Um, I was incarcerated. Um, I have... Um, a huge business deal where somebody robbed me out of a large sum of money, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Um, I have, uh, you know, so people are, are, you know, and I'm not the kind of, I mean, I'm not a meek person, but I definitely, you would, if you did something like that to, 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 uh, to, to, a, to a, a together business guy, he may do something about it. So they, they may be, uh, I think they, in my circumstances, they went to them and complained in fear of their whatever and then kept doing it and then got me into the program. I think that's, um, okay, here's the thing. There must be mm-hmm. a few methods where somebody's going to make money, so let's figure mm-hmm. out all the ways. If a military contractor gets the contract and gets taxpayers' money, to use weapons or vice versa where the military contractor wants to try its weapons 
and pays for the rights to do it. There may be money, taxpayer money, and somebody might be getting paid. But what makes more sense to Maybe. me, what Maybe. makes more sense to me, is that when you get targeted, if you target a hundred people that wouldn't have gotten sick, some of the people are going to get sick, and when they get sick, they're going to need drugs, and they're going to need, they might be in the hospital, or they're going to die sooner, and that is stealing people's resources one way or another, whether you're milking them because they're sick or they die so you get their property. Or um, there's just a contract on you, and, you know, you're going to collect Social Security when you're 67 or whatever, but if they can kill you at 65, then you won't get any of the money. So what the money is not necessarily... It's generated in a in a crime sort of way. Um, you know, it's not. Yeah, when people are getting paid, if if if, if somebody gets, puts a contract on you, go, hey, target this guy, and we'll pay you twenty bucks an hour. Yeah, he's getting twenty bucks an hour, but it's coming from it's coming from taxpayer money because they put it in the equation and go, okay, well, if it takes us ten years to kill this guy, we still save. Three hundred thousand dollars, you know. Who knows? What, but uh, I don't think that. Um, oh, they're getting paid. Believe me, <laughs> all these people that are that are getting this around the clock, the, somebody's paying them. Paying. You, you got to be specific. Who's getting paid for what? I said somebody's getting paid. Believe me. They're not doing this to their looks. And, you know, I, I have my suspicions about the medical industry also. You know, so, um, you know, the, uh, and the implementation of the programs like this. But, you know, it, 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 Corey, there's, they waste so much money in our country. And, you know, you've got DARPA, you've got, you know, you've got Spooksville, you've got, uh, you know, those, it's, it's not much. But, you know, it just seems to me from all the people that, some of the women that I talked to were professionals. They were professionals all their lives. They were good degrees. They had really respectable careers. And um, that's what they did for a living, rip things apart, make things work. And some have different personalities. Some are meek. Some are very aggressive. Some are very thorough. And out of all of the women that I've talked to, I respect their opinion on their overview of this case scenario. And they, their overview is uh, pretty simplistic. And it's, it's uh, when it, you know, the, these federal agencies or, you know, even dwarf down to, like I said, the fusion centers, they have the accessibility to this. And when you become a problem to them, this is what they do to you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I haven't had time to prove it, but I'm, I'm starting uh, to work on it. I think they no, great. Wait, wait um, a minute. Wait a minute. We're talking about people. I just explained to you this their background. Me, you know, you're talking to a, a ninth grade graduate who took his GED. When we talk, you, the duration is too long, so you too many points in one, you know, one setting. So you really have to, if you want me to understand what you're saying, you have to kind of make well, one just, or two I'm, points. I'm to, my, point is, uh, my point is, you know, they, they have looked at the situation. They have a lot better credentials than I do. 
they in their circumstances, like they gave me some examples of um, of women, other women that were going into politics, and they were going to clean up a certain area of politics. That when they went to run for office and, and went in it to go against their, uh, these these people, they got targeted. So uh, it would seem it would be at a level of uh, of federal agency or retired federal agency that they have. They have teams, and they specialize. They're technical specialists, and when there's a problem, they make a call. So it's higher up police, higher up the military, and that same thing in the military. There's a real, there's a real big um, increase in. Well, then you're saying that they're trying to control a person. You're saying that because a free country, it's not a question of whether you like Jack or you like Jake. If Jack wants to run for office, whether you like him or not, whether agree with his policies, yeah. whether he's on your team, it's, that's not how America was supposed to work. You either vote him in or you vote him out. You don't intimidate him. You don't shoot weapons at him. You don't make his brain change his mind by beaming him. There's no such thing in the Constitution. So, um, yeah, you know. This is a, this is a little these, different. These, these people, create, they create the enemy first. They yeah, this want is, this they yeah, but anybody. Anybody's an enemy to them that doesn't agree with them. Exactly. I mean, if I'm a Satanist, then maybe they'd love me. I I'm, okay. I can't be yeah, what they look, want. Look at me. it like look at it like this, Corey. When you make a call and you have a team that says, "Okay, we'll take care of them," this is that's conspiracy to commit premeditated murder. I've read. I sat in a law library for about eight years. And I read a lot of death penalty cases, and you know why they give you the death penalty. So when you're in a criminal, when you're in a criminal case, and you're you're charged with murder or conspiracy of murder, they charge you uh, with with the homicide, and you're found guilty. They have a separate trial for the death penalty. That's a completely separate trial, and they take you have a separate jury, and they try you to for the death penalty, and they decide whether you get the death penalty. And in all those cases, the reason they give you the death penalty is how much the victim suffers. Like, uh, for instance, uh, I was, uh, uh, I did some time. So when I, I was an orderly at, at uh, FSP, that's where they execute all the, the inmates that are on death row. So I, I would see them when they bring them in and um, before they killed them. And uh, they'd lock them down and, and sell that what I saw them. So this one cat, what he did was he took his, he got into an argument with his wife and he took a, a towel and he grabbed her and he went on the opposite side of a door. In other words, he was on one side of the door, she was on the other, and he just kept, he kept pulling on the towel until he hung her, until she died. So they, they equivalated that she suffered immensely and they killed him. You know, and I saw him 24 hours up until he's a nice looking young guy, you know, in his 30s and and he was freaking out. That was my last appeal. And there was a cop sitting right there, three feet, three feet away from him. It's okay. It's okay. We're just going to kill you. You know, he, <laughs> he might as well have said that. I mean, he was just, you know, disgusting, you know. And then they okay, all. But, uh, the thing I'm is, the thing yeah, is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Corey. Listen. So it is the last thing you, that I got on the callers that I want to get on the call. Okay. If you can prove, if you can prove that, you know, somebody's got something to do with this. And they develop a disease and die. I mean, this is the most heinous thing that you could possibly do to somebody, and it's going to come out eventually. Uh, they're going to—that's exactly what's going to happen to 
get the death penalty. Okay. All right. That's how serious serious this is. (laughs) Okay, I don't think so because they're inside people. You're not. They're they're shielding themselves. They're the ones. They're the gatekeeper, and the gatekeeper doesn't convict themselves. They're very uh, good at going around saying he did this, she did that, or whatever. But they're never going over after themselves. If they would just I don't know look about that there, they know. would just so look in the mirror. Anyway, um, hang on. I wanted to get other people on the call. South Carolina, how's it going? Um, hi. Um, I was sleeping, and I woke up. I sleep in spurts, as you already know. And I've you know, been scrambling for rest all day. Um, um, I'm quite fatigued, but um, I did want to get on the call. Talk to us. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I, I mean, I don't have any subject or anything. Uh, I was just going to join in with whatever y'all were talking about. Corey okay. was cool. Well, <laughs> I was what? I'm just being facetious. I said Corey was cool in me. Just kidding around, bro. Kidding, kidding around, dude. I'm getting ready to take a shower. I gotta go. I gotta go to bed. Corey, it's a pleasure talking to you, man. And uh, okay. the other young lady. I'm gonna enjoy. Okay, good night. Good night. Okay, where are we at? Oh God. Uh, you know, it's. I feel like talking to certain people is like talking to my dad. You say it's black, he says it's white. You say it's you know, sunny, he says it's not sunny. No matter what I say, it's going to, it's like the opposite effect, and it's really Mm -hmm. tiring, you know. In a lot of ways, you guys were agreeing, but you probably just don't see it that way. I heard you guys agreeing on a lot of points, but you, uh, you know. Well, I I feel like he fights me on stuff, and, uh, but I, I, okay. Maybe yeah, he did. He more did. More of a male thing, you know, like. <laughs> but I heard you guys agreeing a lot on a lot of points. Okay. Just well. Came out in different different words, maybe different tonality. I usually don't. Um, I don't. I'm not a person who would like go into a crowd of a few guys and try to be the dominant factor of four guys, so that. If I could force, uh, you know, if I'm, if I could be, I don't know how to put it, because if I'm, if I'm in that position, it's not going to be a fun situation. I'm not, I'm not interested in competing for who's the strongest, who can walk down the sidewalk and intimidate other people. And this, I don't want to live like that. I never did. I, I just, I don't, I, I always, when I was in school and people were like, I can bench 310, what can you bench? Well, it just comes down to somebody's picking which game we're going to play, and then they're going to say, okay, let's play and see who's better. And so I don't quit, I don't think that that particular game is the necessary game that we have to compete why don't we compete on the level that I want to compete and see if you can win on those other than bringing up your own 
you want to compete on who can fight the best, who can knock. You know, that's the lowest common denominator. When it all comes down to it, you took my parking spot. No, you took my parking spot. You want to now? Let's just go. Let's just beat each other. Let's just fight right now. You know, that, that's <laughs> like an animal. That's like an animal. Okay? And maybe there's games that I'm better at that you couldn't touch me at. You know, so... It doesn't really matter. I mean, I mean, I think if he wants to go, he wants to approach it a slightly different way than you. But uh, basically, you're both agreeing. You know, the conspiracy is against the American people, and we need to get, you know, a level playing field again. And your way of doing it is by analyzing news, and his way is he's trying to analyze the game, you know. And he, he wants to get the electronics analyzed by somebody professional, which is a legitimate way it goes, too. Just a different way, you know? I just figured out who my um, team is a long time ago. And uh, it's, I'm a very um, circumstantial person. I don't act the same way in all circumstances. I'm very, very, like, uh, how to put it? Like, you might, like, one group of people might see me and put a label on me and then another group see me and put a completely different label because I'm just reacting to what I have to work with. And the same thing with this. I just, if you guys, if I had a group where just do whatever I told you to do, you know, not saying I'm the boss, what I'm just saying is, if I had that, then maybe I'd say, hey, go down to Channel 11 right now and go get, you know, these signs. We're going to, we're going to put, uh, we're going to force them to put this thing on the news. Let's stop talking about it. Let's just bombard them with nonstop phone calls, nonstop signs. Let's just talk to their reporters. And when they refuse, you know, put it on. Let's film all that, and we'll put it on YouTube. You know, they, they're controlling the news. You don't have free press. I would shove it. I'm a person that would shove it down their throat only because the circumstances calls for that because I know they are already rejecting. They're not swallowing the pill. Like we give, tried them the pill the nice way. Here's a nice pill. I mean, this is the way I am. No, this is exactly the way I am, okay? Let's put it like this, okay? I would never want to hurt a puppy, right? So my first, you know, my first approach would always be, here, puppy, here's a little cookie for you. Here, eat it. Wouldn't you like some cookie? And the soft approach, and you will eat it nicely, and I'll pet you, and everything will go great. But they're not going to swallow it. We tried every which way, and I already saw that. So then I say, okay, there's only one way to play with these people, which is hardball. You have to go shove it down their throat. Otherwise, they're not playing. And you guys as a group are not going to play hardball. And I saw that like three, four years ago. So uh, this is the reason why basically, you know, when I go on the call, it's just not even when people would say, well, what's your plan? I don't want to keep telling you my plan knowing that nobody's going to do my plan. You know, it um, it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's 
partly the community. Everybody has their own way of doing it. Most people think that their way is the way to go and hard to keep it cohesive. Well, you look around and you see this Roger Tulsa guy. He's been in business for how long? He's done, you know, making a fortune off Target. And since he's been uh, doing that, that proves there's targeting. Uh, yeah. You really got to. So you can bring these people. Here's hardball. You bring them all to court and you say, all right, we got this Roger Tulsa guy. How, how are you going to tell me he's been in business helping Target? If there's no such thing as targeting, that's number no, one. No, what you do is you ha- if you go to court, you bring a guy like Roger Tolson in who's got professional, you know, expertise and certifications and a lot of equipment to do the demonstration as an expert witness. Then you get everybody in the courtroom convinced that this stuff works. That's how you do it. Okay, say that again now. You bring them in as an expert witness. That's how you do that. Okay, now the other thing is you bring in Q-Wave and you say, you subpoena them and you say, okay, there's two things going on here. Either these people have a fraudulent product with a fraudulent website or there's such thing as targeting. Because if there's not targeting, how can this product exist that says, psychotronic warfare. Well, who would need a product when there's no such thing as psychotronic warfare? No, so we it, have a pattern. It's, past, it, it's way past that. You don't even have to define is there targeting or not. What you do is you bring in expert witnesses who say, here are the definitions of, of these weapons. Here are the parameters. Here are the legal parameters. Here are the illegal. And he's Here's what we are, our readings have shown, and that's it. You know, you factual. No, but we're talking about a jury, or or uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the other one? The uh, that Brian too was talking about. What a some kind of panel? Or yeah, counseling? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're talking about convincing them. Okay. So you can convince them by bringing in things that make no sense. This can't be going on. Like in other words, you can't have a Q wave without a targeting. So which one I want? Either you're going to give me a lawsuit against Q wave for having a fraudulent product and ripping off people, or you're going to say there's targeting. Now, if there's targeting. And Roger Tolson is making a living off talking. Now I got all these books that say people are getting gang stock. Now I got Joe's call that says I've got hundreds. If you listen to all his recordings, how many times would you get? I went to the authorities and and they didn't help me. Uh So then you're saying, well, now you're saying that you believe that the authorities are supposed to help you. And we got proof that these people didn't get help. Just listen to these calls and play them nonstop. Um, <laughs> but uh, that would prove there's targeting, and I can come up with all those books. I take the book, go to the bookstore, and stack up a whole bunch of books 
about mind control and all that and stack yeah. them up on the jury and just go, yeah. okay, if it doesn't exist, what's all this, what are all these books for? No, but you're going by the, the assumption that they're going to say it doesn't exist. And what I'm, I'm saying that if you could get past the national security question, because they could shut it down on a technicality and say this is aspect, this aspect belongs to national security, so we have to just dismiss this case. I mean, that's probably what he was saying. He was probably called in to be a witness for a lot of cases in which they all said, no, this is national security. We can't talk about it. They're not saying, they're not denying that targeting exists. They're just saying we're not allowed to talk about it. We signed non-disclosure agreements. Yeah, but this, you uh, that doesn't, okay, you're talking about a war crime, so that you, that's just a, a loophole for you to get out of the program. But since you're going with a non-jury, what, what we, we, I forgot what it was called, but um, we're going with the whole different, the grand jury. You're going with the grand jury, so the grand jury doesn't have to go with that program. Um, hey, I don't know. I don't know about different levels of court, what? but what? I'm just, what? I'm just, what he said. I'm just, I'm just telling you what he said. He probably right. was called to represent, and that's what they got. So once you've shown there's targeting, now you got a question of okay, there's targeting. Now the only question is who's getting targeted, because you have targeting, and we have Obama announcing targeting saying we're going to target overseas, which was just uh, a stepping stone to be targeting over here. They were already targeting over here. Now, it's not that far of a stretch, is it, that if there is targeting, that somebody's getting targeted. And now all I'm telling you is I'm the one getting targeted. Yeah. Remember Obama got up with, like, early, I mean, couple years into it, he says, there's no such thing as torture in America. He said that? Yeah, he said that. I, I think it was Oh, you mean we time. don't, America doesn't torture me? He says, yeah, we don't believe in torture in America. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, right. So, so the thing is, is that now they all, and you can prove that these people operate in these loopholes. They try to go with this waterboarding, and they said stress positions and all that stuff isn't torture, and it damn sure is torture. And if you don't think it's torture, can I go? Uh, do you have anybody on this grand jury? Can I? You have my author sign this form to say I can put you in a position, a stress position, the whole trial, because since it's not torture, you won't mind that I just put you in a stress position. See if. Or I'll put you under some water because it's not until you agree with my point of view, I'll drown you. Is that okay? You have to talk no. rough with you'd have to talk rough. But anyways, I would do this all in I wouldn't even go to court. I would go directly to the news media and force it down their throat. Mm-hmm. And it's only because they wouldn't swallow it. It wouldn't be my first choice. I mean, I would love to have a fair trial. I would love to have a fair system, a fair judge. That's no way I could lose. <clears throat> but that would put an, you know, give me an injunction. 
give you one too and stop it, and then we wouldn't have to play hardball. We would just go in and play by the rules, yes, Your Honor, but that's not going to happen. They're stalling. That's why I'm not going to court. And um, last time I did a mailing with the media, sent out 75 copies of uh, informational newsletters, Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, they almost killed my father. So I have stopped notifying the media of, of facts and figures and terminology like I was. So I had to put that off. So basically, yeah, you're basically in a trap. It's kind of like we're going to torture you, and you're not going to talk about the torture. Otherwise, right. we're going to kill you. Uh-huh, or somebody close to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, but the thing did is... You hear the whole... about, did you hear about David Boyce? Um, you know, the guy that was walking across America? What about it? Well, okay. So he made it to... This short story, right? He made it to Indiana. He was on our call, you know, after back injury, kept going. Made it to Indiana. Two people within a week's time, died in his family in Illinois. So he went straight north for those funerals, then turned around, went back to South Carolina, started training again. One day before he was heading out to walk again, another person in his family died. So three people. And that's, you know, uh, apparently he's not, Seeing the connection with the targeting and his activities, you know, activism, protest, you know, but three people in his family, you know. Well, the, the, the thing is, is I know, I know I'm a little bit different than the average person. I recognize that, but what the way I look at things is, I mean, it's just totally different. When somebody tells me this, um, it doesn't hit me the same way. I know somebody else would be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Dave. Yeah, I feel bad for you. But the thing is, is that I don't even believe that there is a Dave boy. I don't even believe. I'm not saying I disbelieve. Let me make it clear. I, I'm in the middle. I'm like on the line. Could go this way, could go this way. And I'll make a decision either way. So it's like I don't, I don't hold the belief that there's a Dave boy, that he has a family, that He's a real target, that he worked for the Navy. I don't believe any, not even one word of anything the guy says or is doing. So whenever you tell me the situation, it's like, okay, well, maybe his imaginary family died. You know? Oh, all right. Well, and, so I'm going to go. I have wait, to wait. accept a couple of things because I did speak to him on the phone, but there is a real person. And I don't have anything but hearsay and what I heard, you know, from people and Ella and others. But, I mean, I can't doubt all of it, and I can't not doubt all of it, you know. So, anyway, that's what I just heard recently, you know. Okay, but, but Sue, the thing is, is that um, I have to look at it like, the FBI or whoever is capable of feeding, you know, 
with for bait, feeding us some fake guy that was pretending to be on our side, our best new best friend this month, and that um, Dave may be the guy, or maybe he's real. But what? But it doesn't really. I don't really have to decide if he's real or he's not, because it's not going to affect me one way or the other. Um, but there's some people, even on this call right now, Mr. See the Light, that doesn't believe one word of Dave Voigt's situation. Okay. No, I asked for video. I asked to see videos of that guy. I wasn't bringing it up for an argument. I'm just no, saying. No, I know. We're not. We're not arguing. It was arguing. about wanted... how it was going back to, I'm trying to stick to the subject, going back to how are you going to handle, you know, your targeting and what are you going to do? And there's, you know, balancing between, you know, you're going to do the media, you're going to do activism, you're going to do legal, you're going to do medical, whatever. And that's what I was addressing. So sometimes there's risk because there might be some, you know, retaliation for what you do. And that's what my point was. It's not, is there a Dave or isn't there? I mean, that's, I mean, I don't care about that. That's, you know. Okay, so you're saying whether there's a Dave or not, it's still possible that there's a risk to somebody who goes out and puts. Okay, I got That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, I I totally, uh, let me, I should show you more often that I understand what you're saying. Okay, I totally understand what you're saying. Right. So whether you call him Dan or Brian or whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Okay. So, like, Brian, too, right? So he's uh-huh. in Serbia now. So he says, right, that's the thing, right? I don't right. know. He called in on a California number, but now right. he's in Ecuador. Now he's in Serbia. Now he's in Russia. Now he's in Korea. I don't know where he is. He says he is, but um, there's no way to verify that. Exactly. This is the best way to think. But you don't say he's definitely not in Serbia. He's definitely not in Korea. Maybe he is in Korea, or maybe he is in Serbia. How the hell should I know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's better to think and, it could and be either way. And if going to another country was helping him, how come he just didn't stay in one? How come... You know, says, oh, Ecuador is so great, but you left Ecuador, so it's not so great. No. This is all suspicious stuff. Um, you know, everything is. It doesn't make a lot of sense that somebody has no money, and all of a sudden they're all over the world. Yeah. Well, um, he, gets, he gets a disability check. He's still well, getting paid by the DOD. That's what makes me suspicious. He's still getting paid. Yeah, so it's one of two things. Either the DOD fed us a guy to relate to us and report back to us stuff, but uh, what doesn't make sense in that case is that why is Brian not... He doesn't seem to want to talk uh, to anybody. It seems like he wants to talk as a teacher, like, no, no, shut up, you know, stop, I, I'm still talking, I, I want the floor here, and he wants to just keep on saying how it all works. What's the motivation to teach everybody if you're not a real target? All right. 
Well, he you always know? talks at people. He doesn't listen. And it's always a one-way thing. And right. then he thinks he's there for our service, but he's, you know. I mean, he has some information, but a lot of that comes from Duncan's books. And he does not, he does not accept other parts of the program, which we clearly are already keen to. Like, I mean, if you ask him very simply who's doing it, he'll say, well, let me start for, there's only four agencies that would do this. You know, <laughs> and it's always the same four agencies, which we know, number one, I can already tell you, there's more than 16 to 18 intelligence agencies in the IC. And besides that, that's not including contract companies, corporate companies, uh, airline Builders, distributors, oil companies, uh, communications companies. I mean, there's hundreds of possible companies involved, you know? Okay, so so, so could it be that he works for one of them and he's, uh, he's telling you something that's completely true, but he's actually blaming the other people? It's kind of like I robbed a bank with seven people and I'm not telling you I robbed it. I'm just blaming the other six. They robbed the bank. They robbed the bank, and I'm leaving myself out of it. So maybe he's yeah. the contractor that that needs covering for his contract company by blaming all the other ones, and then they go blame him. I think that's a game that politics uses with the Democrats blame the Republicans. The Republicans blame the Democrats. The Democrats blame the House. The House blames the Senate. The Senate blames the President. And guess what? Nobody falls down. <laughs> at least, hey, Colin, yeah. at, least you, at least you can ask, uh, you can ask um, uh, what's his name, two questions. At least, whether you like his an- answers or not, that's another thing. But, you know, with that Voice guy, ex, he's ex-Navy, but he's also shielded. You don't get to ask that guy questions because Alice shields him, and she won't allow you to talk openly about him. So at least two, whether you like two or not, he'll come on the call, and he's not shielded in any way. He'll field whatever questions you want to ask him. You might not like the answers, but with the other guy, you don't even get to ask the question. No, not with Brian. You don't get to ask any questions with him. He, sure you, he sure you do. People have come on and asked him lots of questions, and I said whether you like his answers or not, that's besides the point. But with Voight, you don't even get to ask the question. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of veterans who are being targeted in this program. That's that. So, as we know, what their program is, it might be partly targeting and partly, you know, I don't know how many different layers there are of it, you know. I know, this doesn't add up when he says that he got himself into the program and he goes on to say he spent $25,000 of his own money in printing materials, et cetera, to get the word out. And I'm, I've been on the Internet for de- a decade pretty much now, going on like whatever I could to find out about this stuff. And I never heard of this guy and nobody's ever heard of him that I've ever talked to. And nobody can produce any of the so-called printed material and nobody's allowed to ask him questions. That's all I'm saying. Is it just, there's too many red flags. It doesn't add up. $25,000, somebody would have had to have heard of you in our community, and nobody has. So I don't know. I think, I think there's something going on with the new DSM and what they put in the Diagnostic Statistics Manual. 
And I think they're trying to lure a lot of people out into the open because they need you to, they need you to do it yourself. They need you to make a statement. And there's a lot of people that have come on these calls and they've realized, oh, we, don't, we shouldn't talk to these people or those people because it's going to get us into a predicament where we're going to get hospitalized or whatever. So how do they get the rest of these people? Well, they lure them out one way to get names, addresses, and get them to give their statements. And once you get a statement, then they can effectively use the rules in the DSM. At least that's, that's my opinion, and I think that's where that's going. You know, there was another guy that put a bunch of targeted individual stuff on his car, and he drove across the United States. He got picked up on a 5150, and then he, he, they, they held him on a high bail. I think if anybody put a sign on saying you're a targeted individual and you started walking, I think they did get picked up by the, by the police or the sheriff's department sooner or later. Because, I mean, and I'm not saying that all the cops or sheriffs are in on it, but they've been given a mandate that anyone who associates with that or claims that, and they're, they're told all the incidents like Myron May and all these iffy incidences, so they treat it seriously. I don't, I don't think you could walk across the United States or Canada with any kind of science in your targeted individual without getting picked up for a psychological assessment. Yeah, I guess it would look kind of strange, um, you know, somebody carrying signs and not not, not getting a question about it. I look at that. I, I don't look at it like that. I think it's it's a little bit different. What it is is they all know about it, and they know damn well that you're really getting targeted. So that's why they back off as far as, like, going full force against you to try to put you in any mental facility or whatever because they know it's for real. But the problem is is when you accuse them of doing it, then they want to put you in there to shut you up or make you more pliable to go along because they don't want to be fingered. It's just like... you. You know, you're fingering, okay, this is the murderer right here. Well, now you fingered the murderer. The murderer want, now wants to kill you. So basically, um, if you just say, you know, to your friends or neighbors or somebody, you're getting targeted, uh, I don't think they're going to be, like, down your throat. But if if you start saying, okay, they're the ones that targeted me, and you start naming the alphabets that targeted you, then they're going to try to put you in there uh, full force because you're you're going up against them. But, yeah, I mean, you are taking a risk if you go down, you know, the street, the local market, people you don't know start talking and you might get a phone call, hey, there's this weird guy down the street and he's coming up to people. Because people you know, are uh, programmed to believe that there's a lot of nutcases out there and, you know, and you're saying something different than he, they heard. So you're really... Well, Corey, that guy had a bunch. Of, that guy had a bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't know all the details, but the, from what I read, he had. I saw the car, and they had pictures on a blog. And I mean, he just had regular information about, you know, non-consensual medical experiments, directed energy used, all the basic stuff we know about. And I mean, he, they, they they said the uh, the police were notified as he went from state to state. I can't remember how many states he went through now, 
but he went through a couple of them, and he'd get followed by the police when he went through certain states. And he had, I think there were some videos on YouTube I saw of him with, like, police there and stuff. And then finally he, finally he got picked up, I don't know, somewhere on the journey when he was driving. But his they were notified. They were notified themselves. That's a lie. They were no. They are watching already. They knew. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the but, this, but what they're what they're saying in the article. This is the article that's in like a oh, non online newspaper. Liar. Yeah. Well, we know that. But the point the point is is that if you're a targeted individual and you write the stuff all over your car or you do something like that, you're going to get their attention right away, and that you're probably going to get dragged in front of a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Because it's Nazi Germany. Well, you know what? Actually, that, that there's more of a his, history. One, I saw what? a truck once that was painted orange, and it says radioactive on it, but it was more like a joke. I was like, I don't know, should I go close? Is, is this a statement? I don't know. The guy had bumper stickers and stuff about radioactivity. And uh, I guess that was his political statement. But then I didn't know. Maybe the truck really was radioactive, and maybe he was targeted inside of it. That's what he was trying to do. It wasn't clear. No, I guess if you're going to advertise stuff on your car or your truck, you have to make a statement that, like, you know, who are you referring to here, you know? Yeah, we're in. I think I saw that truck a couple times and it went and it's gone. Hey, uh, South Carolina hasn't said anything. Hello? I don't have a comment on that. What do you What do you want to talk about? Cause I, um... Well, I mean, like I said, I'm going through extreme fatigue again, um, uh, being severely sleep deprived, uh, and whenever they back off the frequencies, that's when I sleep and. It's really been bad this week. Um, are you, is it definitely frequencies? Well, my assumption is I, I've been I, well. I've been paying more attention to what's going on around me, and um, I, I noticed that uh, there's uh, there's a, a UAV always hovering around my house, over my house, and. Uh, you can tell it is because I did some um, research online about those security vehicles that the military has, and you could tell it's a, one of those vehicles, even though they're like several miles in the sky, you could see a flashing red and blue light right. coming from the plane, and, and and it was said in the in the write-up online that uh, those are planes that are well, they're unmanned aerial vehicles, first of all. And then second, they're used for security and uh, surveillance. So, and, I, and I've always noticed, you know, at a, at a good distance, these flashing red and blue lights. You know, it, it, from a distance, it, if it didn't have the flashing lights, it looks like a star in the sky. That's how far away it is. Right. But if you stand there long enough and look, you'll see the, the flashing red and blue lights. So... I notice every time I'm having a hard time sleeping that, you know, I I, can, I would see in the sky the flashing blue, red, and blue light. It's not green light? 
The no. blue light? It's, it's red and blue. It flashes red, then blue, red, then blue. And those are security surveillance flashes, according to the what what I read of these vehicles. It's, it's a surveillance vehicle. I don't know if um, frequencies are, are, you know, directed at me from these vehicles. I know they, they have a lot of sophisticated equipment attached to these vehicles. I don't know what they can, they're capable of. I just can identify them as surveillance vehicles based on the write-up.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.